Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. I want to ask you a question, and that is, what is in your life's blueprint? This is the most important and crucial period of your lives for what you do now and what you decide now at this age may well determine which way your life shall go. Go, 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 go. Over 24 million people that are gonna lose health insurance. You can't continue to play with people's emotions like this, okay? Politics may be a game to you because you're in Washington, but it's not a game to us. But it's not a game to us. But it's not a game to us. Again, I refer back to a civilized society where no one, not even the President of the United States, is above the law. However, Trump has a blatant disregard for the law, and he only likes it when he stands to benefit from it. How selfish. 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 You know, listening to the provocation. Real people, real conversations. Real people, real conversations. You ready? You ready? Let's go. Oh, we back with another one. Oh yeah, it's time on this Hollandville Monday. Mmm. Well, my eyes are itching. My nose is running. My wife is coughing in the background. You know, we got a lot going on right now, man. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Woo. So, in case they didn't know, you're listening to the Provocation, Real People, Real Conversations. My name is Ron. I'm one half of the dynamic duo. And as always, I got my boy with me. And I'm Ronald L. Felton, the father-son tag team. The views on this podcast are clearly the views of my son and myself and not of any organization that either of us may be affiliated with. With that being said, we welcome you to episode 86 in season three of The Provocations. Yes, indeed. And like we always say about this time, if you're listening live, we appreciate the love. If you're listening to the archive, we appreciate that too. Today is April 15th, 2019 on a Monday. Mm-hmm. Hope everybody enjoyed mm-hmm. their day. Mm-hmm. Hope everybody had a good day at work. Hope it wasn't working too hard, you know. But at the end of the I day, you got to get that money. You got to get that money at the end of the day. The weather's nice. It's about, it's about 70 degrees today, man. It's been pretty good for the past couple of days. We got some rain down here in VA, but okay. the weather today is nice. Well, the only downfall is that people with allergies, we're dealing with it right now, man. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. We want to be out. We want to be out enjoying the weather like everybody else. But unfortunately, at this time, can't deal with it. I'm tired of my eyes. Mm. 
tired of my nose running. It's going to be like this for probably like the first couple of weeks of spring, but then I'll okay. be good after that, you know? Right. Whew. I know it's been a while, you know, life gets in the way. We had some technical difficulties the last time around, but it's all good. We're oh, back. definitely. You know? We back and hopefully better than ever. You know? Oh, yeah. Not so much going on, going on on this side. What's what's going on on your side, man? Hey, not a whole lot, man. Not a whole lot. A little, little windy today. Uh, you can see the uh, results of, uh, I don't know what we had last night, but it it caused some serious damage with trees being uh, uh, blown over like the by the roots, man. And these was like huge wow. trees. Now, it wasn't here in Wilkesbury. It was like somewhere else a little further out. But, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know what it was, but it was some serious stuff going on last night. You know, but other than that, man, everything else is cool. And I'm, ha- I'm happy I don't have to deal with those allergies and things that you're talking about and everything. So, on this end, everything is pretty cool. It must be nice, man. You know, I'm sitting here rubbing well, my yeah, eyes for so. five minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I bet you, I thought you would, you know. Yeah. You would. <laughs> but it's all good, you know. I keep the Benadryl on deck. I don't take it until it's almost time to go to sleep, though, because that thing, that puts you out. That Benadryl will put right. you out. Oh, you know? yeah, I hear mm-hmm. But uh, about some positive news for the day. <clears throat> The um, the New York Giants have officially gone back to work today. That means we're getting closer to the football season. Oh, okay. You know? Mm-hmm. Also, that means the draft is right around the corner. I think actually the draft is next next weekend, matter of fact. Yeah. Yeah, next weekend. Next Thursday, actually, they'll start. Um, okay. So be able to watch the first – First and second round. Was it? Is it Thursday? Yeah, I think it starts Thursday. Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday is the last rounds. But uh, we'll be on the road Saturday. We had your way on Saturday, man. Oh, you are, huh? Uh huh. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds for good. This, for this, for this Easter, this Easter Sunday dinner. Can't wait for that. Oh, that's right. Yeah, man. I think you're. Well, your mom's is real excited about it, man. I don't know, man. It look it looks like she's preparing a feast, a feast for at least fifty people. You know. Well, that's all right because I can eat. Um, <laughs> my kids can eat, and I'm pretty sure okay. everybody else is coming up there can eat too. So we'll be good mm-hmm. to go. All right. You know? I know the kids are excited. My wife can't make it because she has a um, a training class she has to do on Monday, so she won't be okay. able to make it. But uh, right. she'll be there in spirit. We'll, we'll represent for her. You know? Well, you know, tell her, make sure you tell her that we will miss her. We definitely will miss her because we were looking forward to seeing all of you come up here. But, you know, we understand. Yeah. I was messing with her. I was, I was like, I told my mom that she didn't want to come because she's going to have you helping out. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, no, you ain't say that. I was like, yeah, I'm just joking. My bad. <laughs> I was, I was just nah, your mom yeah, is cool, yeah. man. She's 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 yeah, cool. Yeah. She knows that, you know. She looks forward 
to her whenever she's able to get away and get up here. But, you know, we know she's one of those people with a strong work ethic, you know, and do what she needs to do for the job. We understand yeah. that. Oh, yeah, but, you know, Janelle was ready, man. She, you know, she likes doing stuff like that. She she couldn't really wait, but, you know, she figured out she had that training class, so she couldn't make it. So it's all good, though. We're going to represent for her, you know. Good, good, good. Glad to hear that. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, I mean, since we talk about the Giants, man, um, you know, we kind of got away from the talk. You know, football has died down a little bit. Right. We're trying to pay attention to uh, what they think the Giants are going to do on this draft coming up. And I'll be honest, man, I don't think they're drafting a quarterback in the first round. I don't. Okay. I think, well, if you look at the draft itself, it's um, it's very defensive heavy. Okay, this is a draft where you can get some really good defensive players. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Mm-hmm. And the Giants, you know, they have the sixth overall pick. So it's like if I'm at the sixth pick, do I want to take a quarterback who on every big board there's no quarterbacks in the top ten? You know what I'm saying? Well, maybe one. Maybe right. Kyler Murray. The one who the, the guy who they think is going to go first overall, he might be in the top ten. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the quarterbacks, they they're not far behind, but they're not in the top ten. So you miss out, or possibly like an elite player, if you were to take a quarterback with a six pick overall. You know. Okay. Okay. So I think I think they'll go for um, a stud defensive player with number six, but you know uh-huh. you already have the seventeenth. They have the seventeenth pick as well, right? So now I thought if now okay with the seventeenth pick, if one of those quarterbacks that they that they're interested in would happen to fall, that may be a move that they make. But it looks right. as if there are teams that are picking before them that need quarterbacks as well. So do I want to reach at seventeen for a quarterback who's not really worth the value of that pick, or mm-hmm. do I want to just pick the best player at that time, and then hopefully one of these quarterbacks will fall into the second round and I can grab one at that time, you know? Okay. So this is what I think they're going to do. Well, this this will be my dream scenario at the end of the day, okay? Mm-hmm. I would like for them to get a young man named Quentin Williams out of Alabama with the sixth overall pick. He's a defensive tackle, Okay. Okay. I would like for them to take him with the sixth overall All right. pick. Now, with the 17th overall pick, if – you know what? I don't even want a quarterback there. If 17th overall pick, I want them to take the best, the best defensive back available at that time. Because we need a corner. Okay. All right. We need another cornerback. I think at 17 – you can probably get the best cornerback in the draft because there's going to be a lot of players, a lot of defensive line and linebackers and quarterbacks taken before any corners are taken. And I think okay. that um, I think they can get probably the best cornerback in the draft with the 17th overall pick. So in my opinion, if I'm the Giants, I go defensive mm-hmm. line with the sixth overall pick, and I go secondary with the 17th overall pick. Now. Okay. Second, if the second round comes around, mm-hmm. and let's say a guy like, let's say a quarterback like, uh, 
let's say a quarterback like Will Greer out of um, Western, uh, what's his name? West Virginia. Okay. Let's say if he's available, if he's available in the second round, I take him. I take him in the second round. That'll be that'll okay. be my quarterback. All right. If he's not available. If he's not available. I probably try to go. I don't know. I'll probably just go best player available, man. I don't know. So that, with that being said, I don't think they're going to go quarterback this draft. I think they're going to ride with Eli for another year. Either they're going to ride with Eli for another year. Well, they're well, they definitely going to ride with Eli for another year regardless. Okay? I'm looking at two things that could possibly happen. Okay? Mm-hmm. One, they can trade for uh, the Arizona Cardinals quarterback who's, who's going to be looking for work because they're going to take the quarterback with the first pick to replace him. Or you see how Eli does for this year. If he does well, maybe they sign up for another year. If not, I don't think Russell Wilson is going to resign with the Seattle Seahawks. If I'm a Giants, I'll try to go get him next year. That's what I do. Okay. So that's what I think is going to happen, man. Either way, it should be pretty damn interesting, this draft. I'm curious to see what they're going to do. But I'm just glad mm-hmm. football's right around the corner again. I'm looking forward to seeing the draft, and I can't wait to see what we do this next season because I need some football in my life, Uh-oh. and I would love to see some good football, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So hopefully the Giants get their act together this season. We'll see. You know what I'm saying? I ain't holding my breath. Right. Okay. Well, I I, well, I will wait and see myself. You know, I'm gonna see when yeah. I I'll see the end result of the people that they drafted and so forth, and see how they all work out. That's that's my thing. Yeah, definitely. So, with that being said, it was good to start off with some positive news. Hmm. But just like you know, we we live in a country that's dealing with a whole bunch of BS right now. Mm-hmm. So rather than get frustrated, that's why we do the show, man, so we can come up here and vent, express our thoughts, hopefully have some of y'all joining the conversation, or just listen. That's fine. We cool with you just listening. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I think we need to fry a couple people today, though, man. Some, some people be acting up. Yeah, we need to fry some people today. Uh-oh, sounds like you're going to burn somebody. I, I think we need to give a couple people a hell nah just to start the show Uh-oh. off. Mm. Yeah. So who should we start with? Because there's a lot of people who can get a hell nah. It's a lot of people that's losing their mind these days. Mm. But I'm going to go with one in, one in particular. Okay? Okay. Let's start with uh, let's start with a Laura Ingram from Fox. Okay. Hell no. Laura Ingram. Hmm. She just, you know what? I usually don't call people names, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But she is an ignorant, skeleton-faced-looking heifer. I can't can't take her, man. Can't take her. Mm -hmm. Because, you know what? So you know the whole situation that happened with Nipsey Hussle. You know, this this man, you know, he he passed. Basically, somebody killed him. Um, Right. There's been a... I don't know if you got a chance to watch the funeral services, but it was pretty sad, man, because you see all the stories that people had to tell about their interactions with Nipsey, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, how he's 
how he grew up and how he made a change mm-hmm. and all, how he was such a good businessman and how he just he never wanted to leave the community he came from. He wanted to see it do better. You right. got to respect stuff like that. So I guess Laura Ingram decides to talk about it, and you know she pretty much like she makes light of the situation, laughing and stuff. And then on top mm-hmm. of that, she plays she plays the wrong song. She plays a song from a different artist saying it was Nipsey Hussle. So you mean tell me you can even you can even do your research, and you don't, and you have no respect for this man's family. What's so funny about this man being killed? What's what's so funny about that? Mm-hmm. I just want to know how how do we make light of that type of situation? This is the ignorant type of shit I can't deal with on Fox, man. This this is why I don't understand why people continue to give her and others their attention because it's, well, it's pure ignorance. Well, I think unfortunately. Ron, I think there's a market for that kind of, of uh, uh, for lack of a better word, attitude. In other words, there's a market for people who promote uh, racist bigotry. Uh, they seem to be able to make a living off of that. The more obnoxious you are, the more successful it appears to be for some people. It doesn't it doesn't fit that for everyone because yeah. you know, you can have people of color get up there and do some say some pretty obnoxious things and I I don't think uh, they will uh, find it very profitable in the end. But right. these people have 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 managed to find a market for peddling the kind of cultural hatred that they do, that they can't even take a moment that to be reflected solemnly without making light of it, basically. Uh, I don't you know, and, 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 I, and I try to refrain from using words, certain words, like hate. And I told you why, because I feel like if, if I actually hate somebody, then I'm okay with whatever you do to them, um, even if it means, you know, their yeah. demise. But I'm not. I'm not, that's not me. That's not me. So I choose to say I, I may despise a person, but hate is just too strong. For me, it is. It's too strong. Yeah. Now, I can, I can definitely uh, find some hatred for people who express hate for me or express hate for my, for my ethnic group. I can definitely uh, find some, some hate to counter that, you know, but uh, to just uh, come out and just spill it out, no, that's that's not me. That's that's not me. And uh, but people, like I said, they're they're able to make a living off of this stuff, peddling this stuff. They're making a living, man. And that's that's what amazes me, is that 
they get such a, a large enough following that 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 uh, sponsors are willing to take out ad time so that their show can continue on. Because once once those sponsorships, once they dry up, once they stop paying for you to be on, then your 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 career is short lived. Yes. And they feel like the sponsors the feel like they could do it, and uh, or it'll die down after a while. Because some of the stuff she yeah. said, I think it was her, some of the stuff she said that resulted in some of the sponsors leaving and stuff like that, or maybe that was Ann Culler. You know, I might be getting the two confused. No, 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 it was, it was Laura. It was Laura Ingram. Yeah, they might have, yeah, they might have abandoned it for a while, but... Yeah. Let's just hope that the backlash might die, die down. Well, let me say this. I didn't even know who Laura Ingram was until she said that BS about LeBron talking about some shut up and dribble. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm like, first of all, who is this lady? And mm-hmm. she, she, first of all, you have nowhere near the celebrity that, that a LeBron James has. That's number one. And um, he did the classiest, well, the classiest thing ever happened based on what she said, is that there was a whole HBO documentary done called Shut Up and Dribble. And it basically Shut up and down. dribble. Yeah, I remember her saying yeah. that. I remember that. You know what I'm saying? And you remember yeah. that? So and you know, the funny, the funny thing is this, too. is like, it'd it be these people that all of a sudden want to critique how another person acts or basically put down what another person says or says another person's not talking the way they should be talking. Meanwhile, you go up there, you make light of a, of a man being, being killed. So how, how does that – did you put yourself in the shoes of his family? If that was your family, would you want somebody to do that to you? Do we no longer think that way in America? Mm-hmm. Or is that, is, that, is that like – is that part of like getting hired to, uh, to so-called report the news on Fox News? Is that part of the job? Like we show no compassion for nobody. We're just going to sit there and keep peddling – you know, these conspiracy theories and all this other BS. It's just ignorant. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, and I don't want people applaud something like that. Like, it's funny. Well, Not only did you is, make light of the situation, yeah. but you also put the wrong person's music up there. And don't act like we but don't you know, know what she's doing. That... Look, check this out, though. The one song she picked, right? Right. To so-called represent Nipsey Hussle, was the F. Trump song done by another artist called YG. So mm-hmm. don't act like we don't know what you're doing. It's like we can't find anything bad to say about this man, so let's put this piece of music in there and associate it with him. You know, we, don't, we don't really want to give any type of praise or mention the things he was doing for his neighborhood. Let's just make a joke out of the situation. It's ignorant shit like that as to why I cannot give Fox News my attention at all. Well, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I can't do it, you man. I don't. Uh, I guess in the cable news era, uh, some of the cable shows, and I guess it's more commentary. I guess that's where people claim certain views are liberal. And then you got Fox News is just a propaganda channel. You know, um, it's not like the news that I grew up 
seeing that basically there was no there was there was there was objectivity among right. the anchors who reported the news, you know, like the Walter Conkrites and the uh, 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 what's his name, the Dan Rathers, uh, you know, people of that elk and so forth. But today yeah. they try to put a spin on it, or in de- at least in Fox News, man, it's like it ain't no, this is just a pure, outright propaganda arm. For a particular part. Now, I would like to see a balanced approach. I would like to see uh, arguments made by both sides of the political spectrum and so forth. But I tell you, uh, living here in in, in Wilkes-Barre, you can just about go anywhere and even to a restaurant. And if there's a if there's a news channel on, it's most likely yeah. to be Fox, basically, from what right. I've seen. If you go into you go into uh, a dental office, you go into a doctor's office, it's most likely to be Fox. So those people, that's what they're getting. That's what they're hearing. That's what they're seeing. So they're they're taking it as as, as gospel without even listening <clears throat> to uh, uh, the other side. And I guess some could say, well, you guys only listen to MSNBC or CNN, so you don't listen to Fox, or what are you getting? Well, I, I think with seeing, well, with, let me speak with MSNBC, since that's the one that I most likely follow and listen to, but they've always extended invitations to yeah. the uh, opposite party to come on and you know, and and so that they can, you know, challenge them and on their uh, on their ideology or their perspective and so forth. So the the invitation is there, whether you choose to accept yeah. it or not. That's on you. True. That's true. Yeah, I mean, I go to the gym all the time, man. That's that's definitely on one of the TVs every single time I go to the gym. Sometimes yeah. it's, the, it's the only thing playing when I go to the gym. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's just I don't know, man. I I got into it today with a guy on Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. Because uh <clears throat> I was reading a story on Twitter, I think ABC posted it talking about how, you know, com- matter of fact, let's let's get this out of the way too. Can I let me give a hell no to all the people who had a problem with, with what Congressman Omar said. Oh, Congressman. Hell no. Let's get them a hell no too. Okay. Because mm-hmm. um so I'm, I'm talking to this guy today on Twitter. I left a comment on there. It was saying how you know she's been, she's been receiving more death threats since Trump went ahead and tweeted out this video. And um, even after knowing that, he is still pressing the issue on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, you know that, that doesn't seem like something very presidential to me. So mm-hmm. I commented on I commented on the tweet saying, you know, I said just off. Decency and compassion alone. There's no way this pathetic excuse for for a so-called president should ever be elected again. Because now you're basically inciting violence, and you don't care what happens to this person. That's what you're telling the. That's what you're telling the the country. It's okay to feel that way. Mm-hmm. 
just because she disagrees with, with your views or you disagree with her views. It's okay to, to wish harm upon somebody. So in response to my, my uh, tweet, <coughs> the guy came back saying, well, what were the Democrats doing after the GOP baseball game got shot up? Okay. So first of all, I don't remember any Democrat making light of that situation. And if they did, the Republicans would have jumped all over it. Let's just get that clear. So let's not act stupid. That's number one. Then I, So I didn't even bring that part up first. I was just like, well, here's my thing. What did the GOP do about it? I said, what legislature did they pass to, to prevent it from happening again? That was my response to him. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. That's a simple question. I'm not being ignorant. I'm just asking, I'm asking a question to his question. Because I already know mm-hmm. that when he's asking me, there's no answer to it because it never happened. So my response is, well, the way you're making it seem is if the GOP was so concerned. So I want to know what did they do about it? Right. Right. So then he comes back. I can tell by your idiotic response. You're just dodging the question. So now, now we want to call each other names because mm-hmm. you don't know. You know you have no answer for my question. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, you actually you mm-hmm. do have the answer. You just don't want to say it. The answer is they did nothing. That's the answer. Mm-hmm. So if you say that you basically acknowledge that your question to me was stupid in the first place. So now I see why you're upset. You want to call me – I see, I see why you're upset now. You want to call me an idiot. That's fine. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So, you know, obviously I'm cool, man. I don't let nobody get under my skin. I was like, I was like ooh, that's a little testy. <laughs> that's a little testy. I said, I'm simply asking because you made it seem – as if the GOP was so appalled about what happened, my question to you is, what did they do to prevent it from happening mm-hmm. again? And mm-hmm. obviously he comes back with some other BS talking about some, you know, you dodge in the question, blah, 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 this and that. You always dodge in the question when they, when they don't want to say that, the correct answer. Right, right. Or you're always some type of idiot, or you got a low IQ and all this other crazy stuff. Because... They cannot stand being wrong. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So exactly. I got into it today about that. And it's just you know we we just at a time where we need we need better representation man, at this point because I don't want my kids growing up in a country with a leader saying stuff like this is okay because then I fear I fear for my kids' safety more than I already do. Hmm. I'm already concerned that this man got elected anyway. That showed me that it's a lot of people, a lot more people with that view than I anticipated. They still the minority, hopefully, but it's a lot more people that think that way than what I anticipated. And this type of ignorant behavior, this is like watching, this is like watching Game of Thrones, yo. You know how like the way they conducted themselves back then, where it was like no rules. You just hope that it was more civilized people than the other crazy ones. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When no cameras or nothing back there, you were just like, oh, my God. Please don't let me just not – don't let it happen in front of me today. Right. They're out here killing people for real, hanging people, cutting people. Like, it was crazy back then. This is like 
This is like now. It's like you know this lady's receiving death threats. Not only do you incite the issue, as the president of the United States, you find out that they've increased and you still press the issue. Yeah, I mean... It's crazy. I, I, I don't know what that's all about other than trying to prove to your constituency that you are this tough, non-apologetic uh, individual, which we already knew that. Uh, but what – let me ask you this question real quick. Yes. What, in your opinion, what is so bad about what she said? What's so bad about what she said? I don't, I don't think it's. I don't think it is is as much to do about it as they make it out. I don't. Right. I feel that right. we all have to be able to take some form of criticism and critique. Right. And uh, if if you're saying that anything that I say, uh, anything that come out of my mouth will be construed as uh, anti-Semitic, that means you can't have any dialogue where you criticize another person, maybe because of their faith or, you know, something like that. And, right. and that's not, and, and especially in this country. This country that is, I won't say a melting pot because a lot of people want to hold on to their heritage as to who they are and who their identity is, and and uh, so I think they want to. Well, I want they want that to stand out. They don't want to lose that. And in, in defending that and talking about things and trying to say this is just not fair the way that you're you're talking about these things and all that kind of stuff there, you should be able to say that. You should be able to say things and say that there's wrong, if you look at it, there's some wrong that's being done. Right. Even, even, even Jewish Americans don't agree with all that uh, uh, Netanyahu does, you know, uh, over right. there. But, you know, I mean, you have to be able to say that. And the same thing with us. People say certain things about the African-American community and stuff like that. We may not like it, but some of it, some of it may have some relevancy. I think you have yeah. to dig deeper into it. But that doesn't, that doesn't excuse the behavior, you know? You know I, I just think that it's – why is it so hard to believe that – Muslims themselves denounce this type of behavior. Like I'm pretty sure right. Muslims don't want to walk around the world being known as the ones who took down the Twin Towers. No. They denounce that behavior as well. They don't want to be associated with that. In most cases, it's a peaceful religion. You just have bad actors like you have in any religion. Well, you think know. about but look, think about this. Think about the yeah. things that have been done over history. In yep. the name of Christianity. Think yep. about that. Yep. Yep. So do yep. is the do, do the percept as a Christian, 
is the perception that you that you want the rest of the world to have is like that's a terrorist religion. That's a those people are terrorists. Look at the things they've done as Christians in the name of Christianity over decades. It's it's unspeakable acts. That's probably not even documented that people have done in the name of Christianity. But we don't get classified as terrorists. You think a Muslim wants to be walking around being classified? Oh, they're just the type of people who will take down the Twin Towers. No. So I, when mm-hmm. I took her comment, this, this, is, this is my perception, when she said that you know some people did something, I took it as she doesn't want to call them Muslims either. She denounces that type of behavior. Mm-hmm. I don't think she's taking the situation of 9-11 lightly. That would be ridiculous. I think, I think anything that comes out of her mouth is yeah. going to be twisted. That's the bottom line. That's, the she's only way they target. operate is that they have a target. She's a target. They don't, they don't like the idea of her walking around with her scarf on and stuff like that because that means that you're acknowledging and you're respecting her religion. Right. And that's what right. it's all about. That's what this thing right. is all about. And there's a resistance towards any form of respect that is being offered to people of different religions, of different ethnic uh, backgrounds, things of that nature. It is not the United States as some would like for it to be. And, And it goes back to, I don't know if you've seen over the weekend this Pete Buttigieg, uh, his launched his formally launched his 2020 campaign. And, I, right. and to be honest, Ryan, and I know I'm getting off on another tangent here, but this man, this young man, 36 years old, he may be the dark horse in this primary season. And uh, he was saying some people... And he was talking to his own ethnic group that they want to go back to what they call this nostalgic period of where they felt a sense of superiority. And the country is not that way anymore. And right. they, they may be reluctant, but they're going to have to get with the program. And where young people like Miss Omar, like yourself, uh, you all are saying, you know, why do we have to wait? Uh, uh, Why can't certain things be done expeditiously? And you know what? It's not even like you wait. It's not even like you ask for a handout. You just just ask just to be respected as anybody else. You're not you're not just like the young people who participated in the lunch counter sit-ins. They were saying we're not willing to wait fifty years when you feel it's all right. Right. For us to sit at this counter. We push the issue now. 
we paying money just like everybody else. Right. So we pushing the issue now. We're demanding that you serve us just like you would serve any other paying customer now. We ain't talking about no 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now. We talking about now. Yeah. And we paying taxes. So exactly. we, we all in the same boat together. You ain't mm-hmm. doing nothing different than what I'm doing. You pay taxes just like I do. Yep. So I don't know why this this, this whole we got to get past this just ignorance, man. I don't know why we can't get that out of our system. This like I don't I think, divide based on just how we look. It's, yeah, it's crazy. I, I think it's going to maybe take to the end of your generation, maybe into the beginning of the your your children's generation. Uh, right. But I do see, for me to sit here and and have this conversation with you to say that nothing has changed would be wrong. There has been some change, but there's more change to come. And where uh, the people of my parents' era and maybe partly of my era where Dr. King was marching and saying, you know, turn the other cheek. Well, a lot of the young people say, I ain't turning no cheek, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It hit me. Yeah. Like Malcolm X was saying, I'm going to knock the hell out you. You hit me, I'm going to knock the hell out you. And right. so uh, people aren't willing to wait uh, and turn the other cheek while you beat the hell out of them. And uh, because you have this sense of superiority and what they do, Ron, to further that, they attempt to dehumanize you, make you less than human. And then they feel they're justified in treating you any way they can. And we have to say no, no longer will we accept that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, no, it's no reason for us to accept that. Because at the end of the day, there's nothing wrong with profiling people. I think we all do that. But you just, you hold your opinion and just let the person prove themselves to you. It's just, you don't have to be so ignorant up front. I don't understand the reason for that. Well, Ron, you know, when you mentioned that profiling, okay, so you say, let's, let's say, let's use Wilkesbury as an example. Yeah. You have crime watch. I don't mind you watching out for crime. Right. If, if persons, if people conduct themselves in a suspicious manner that is consistent with all suspicious manner. Now, yeah. When you profile a person simply because a person of color moved into an area and you're paying special attention to them, that's profiling. Or when yeah. you say people are driving around with out-of-town plates from New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia, Baltimore, you're profiling. Yeah. You, don't, you don't do that with anybody else. See, I'm, I'm for the law 
being consistent and equally applied to everyone. You know, if if you if you if you're looking at me because I got out of place state, then I want you to look at the other person because they got out of plate states. I mean out of out of state plates. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's what I'm saying. That's where that's where I think is the is where the, the the breakdown takes place is that you can't profile a person, but if they if their actions are consistent with suspicious activity, if you see a lot of people going in and out of a house, then that might raise your suspicion. You know, regardless oh, yes, of who it is. I think I think we all in some way, shape, or form we profile. I know I do it because yeah. I've been yeah. on this earth long enough to recognize like you've encountered a certain type of person. You've encountered a lot of a certain type of person. You just know what to expect. You kind of think you know what to expect before letting them prove yourself. But I'm not ignorant to that person because I may think a certain way. I give them a chance but, to prove themselves. As a matter of fact, but, matter of fact like, let's look at this. Let me, give, let me give you an example. Yeah. Um, me, Janelle, and the kids, we went to Walmart one day, right? We had to get we right. had to get a Naya bike. We had to get her a bike, right? So I had I had the, um, the Cadillac. I thought that I can just slide it in the back seat and we'd be good to go. But the bike ended up being a little bit bigger than what I thought, right? Mm-hmm. So we were sitting here contemplating, like, okay, do I take the kids, drop them off at home, and then I'll come back and get you to see if we can fit it in? Or does somebody have to ride this bike to the house? Because we literally ride mm-hmm. around the corner, right? Mm-hmm. So while we're doing that, now, let me, let me ask you, what do you think about when you see a raised-up truck with the big monster truck wheels, the all-American white dude on the driver's side with his wife on the right? What do you, what do you think it immediately? With the, with the USA flags and the Marine Corps flags and all that stuff all over it? Well, I don't know. Because and the reason I'm I thinking, say I don't know, huh? I'm thinking this. I'm going to go straight up. Go ahead. Straight up, right? I'm thinking it's possible he may have voted for Trump, and maybe I'm just not his type of person. That's what I'm thinking in the beginning. Okay. Yeah, okay. But I'm not right. going to tell him that. I'm kind of I'm getting that vibe, you know what I'm saying? But I'm not going to be like, no, yo, I know he did this. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm no. not going to talk about him in your way. I, if I happen right. to encounter him, then I give him a chance to prove himself. Now, with that being said, they ended up stopping and was like, listen, we'll throw the truck right in the back and we'll just follow you to the house. So then that changed my perception. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, okay. Even if he did. He's like a cool individual. Like I, I feel like I can have a little conversation with him. Right. He's not like, you know, he's a Philly type of way because I look the way I am. And they followed us mm-hmm. back to the house, dropped the car, we shook hands, and that was it, man. That's what mm. I'm saying. I think in some, in some way, shape, or form, we all do it. We just don't have to act on that. You got to allow people a chance to prove themselves. That's my opinion. Yeah, I mean, when you asked me that question and uh, – I hesitated in my responses because I'm used to seeing people with 
those type of vehicles with the, you know, stuff, all that. Now, if the person yeah. had a Confederate flag in their car, now, right. I might be in a little more, I'd have formulated my opinion, you know what I'm saying? Right. But just seeing them with, you know, the raid, the big tires, the monster tires, and all that kind of an American flag and all that kind of stuff, uh, because I'm so used to seeing it, I wouldn't have. Uh, it wouldn't have uh, alarmed me or made me uh, profile the person in in that way. But uh, I just think that, uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of that that goes on. And uh, like you say, to be honest, Ron, let's look at. Let's just be break it down. To be honest. Let's just be honest. Now. You're getting on the yeah. plane. <laughs> you see a guy getting on the plane. You know, with the you know, does it does it for a second, for a second, does it cause you to to look at that person and have some doubt? Yes. You see what I'm saying? So, but I'll be straight up. Here's, yeah, here's be, my response yeah. to that. My response yeah. to that is, I then check myself, and I say, yeah. I'm doing the same thing. As someone else, right? You know what I'm saying, right? But it does cause you, at first glance, to make say, oh, I don't know what you know. You know, I might I might have to keep my eye on this person a little bit. You know what I'm saying? You ain't coming out your face saying anything derogatory or anything, but your own internalizing of the issue is causing you to be a little bit apprehensive. And it's not yeah, fair. I yeah. Yes. I don't let I don't let it get me nervous. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I think right. you can you can pick up with me, I like to observe everybody so I'm aware of my surroundings. You know what I mean? And obviously okay. in your mind you pick you pick out areas where you feel like you may you may need to pay a little bit more attention as you're as you're on oh. this flight. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. That's that's and, what and, I, I look at it. And you know what? Another prime example where some of my friends have said, and I think they say this because they hear the word they hear the word illegal, meaning that you came into the country illegally, and to them, in most instances, when they've heard that word illegal and they can relate to it because they know someone or somebody that got caught up in something illegal. So they say, well, these people are coming into this country. They, they didn't come here legally. Well, by saying illegal, and and technically they're correct. It is illegal because, well, yeah, some of them are here illegally. But my, my point is this, Ron, is that, first of all, let's say roughly about 12 to 15 million people are here illegally. Right. And I go back to this here. I go back to this. First of all, why do they come here? They come here in hopes of a better life than the life that they're leaving behind in the country that they come from. Right. Okay. And uh, let's look at the instance. Uh, if you look at a lot of uh, Americans now, they're not into the farming thing. 
They're not into picking crops, all that kind of stuff. So they're looking just like uh, if you go back in, in, the, in the South when my parents came up, my parents felt that they wanted a better life for myself. Right. Now, my sisters and them, they were pretty much already teenagers or in high school or out of high school, that kind of a thing. Right. But for myself, my, my parents wanted a better life that I wouldn't have to settle for uh, picking uh, cotton and tobacco and peanuts and all that kind of stuff there. So they wanted a better life. So they left the South. There was the, that's what they called the big migration, when people left yeah. the South and came to the North in hopes of finding a better life. So they, these people are doing the exact same thing, the exact same thing. And, uh, and you got to look at the areas where these people have come from, where, I mean, no sooner than you're old enough to walk the streets, you are baked for yeah. the gains and all of that kind of stuff there. So they just come to try to say, if they're living in that type of environment, Ron, what they go through here is nothing. Right. It's nothing compared to what they went through coming out of their countries. Mm-hmm. You know? And so we have to do something to... Uh, help their countries make it so that they would want to stay there. So we may give them some aid or something like that, you know, uh, but people are going to go where they feel they're safe, where they feel they're safety, you know? Yeah, they, we, we got we to gotta do, I mean, obviously immigration is an issue because you can't, I mean, I don't, I don't know. You got to, you got to do something to try to make it more efficient Slow down the process. Um, don't have people separate families, putting kids in cages and stuff like that. But in right. order to have that happen here, we gotta we gotta work on better living conditions in all them South American countries, in Mexico. They gotta be places that people don't mind staying. And if they choose to come to the United States, then that's a choice. Not like the only way I'm gonna survive is if I get out of this country. It can't be yeah. that way. Yeah. So it's gonna take a lot of people, a lot of smart people, to work together to figure out some type of solution. But we gotta do something better than what we're doing now, man. We can't, you know, you can't be a country that says you're gonna accept all ignorant, all immigrants. Um, give them a chance to make the American dream. Just if you do the right thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then have a guy like this in the White House barking out all this crazy rhetoric, classifying all these people as criminals and rapists. But like, it's just, that's not what we're about. Mm-hmm. It's not what we're about, man. It's a lot of, it's I'm not. telling you, man, I think, I got, I got hope for the people. I feel like around the world, um, mm-hmm. I think you're starting to see more people come together. I'm curious to see what happens. Was it Ethiopia? Is that is that, is that what's going on right now? Where there are uh, no Ethiopia. Sudan in the Sudan in the, in the Sudan right. right now. They just okay. the guy who was the, the guy who was like the uh, president for 30 years. They got him out and they oh, about yeah, to bring him yeah. up on criminal yeah, charges. I've seen that. And, yeah. and, and they said they are not they are not going to stop protesting 
until they get like a grassroots government in there to make some changes. So, and you know, if it can happen, about, it can happen anywhere. Yeah, the thing about it though is that the whole thing is controlled by fear. Right. Fear is a powerful weapon. Fear, fear basically paralyzes the the the, the people of a country because of the fear. The same fear, right. the same fear, was used in when they when they, when they brought the slaves over, and they made examples out of those slaves who were resistant to being in captivity, and right. that example that they made caused the other slaves to maybe be a little more reserved and say, "Well, you know, we'll be here, but we will." always hope to return home. And is that it is that perseverance that I think is a major asset for people of color is that they're able to endure and persevere through some tri- trials and tribulations that not a lot of people could put up with. Not a lot of people could put up with them. They could have chose to rebel. They could have chose to die. But they felt that, especially the more the more people that were born here, they were even further disconnected from the continent in which they were stolen from. Yeah. That's because we're God's people, man. We've been through a lot. And we've been able to come through it and be as strong as we can be. We just got to stop hurting each other. And that's true. That's true, man. I mean, I told you earlier, man, if you seen Richard Engel last night on uh, on assignment, it was all about initially about the Pope. That was the advertisement. But it got into right. a person from the Congo, a doctor, who was saving millions, I mean, not well, not millions, but thousands of women's lives who had been raped, and rape was being used, was being weaponized and, and being used as a weapon. And man, Ron, when I told you, when I told you, the youngest person that he, that he recalled uh, providing surgery for was six months old, a six month old female. I mean, that was like that just was a, that was eye opening for me. That's sick, man. That's like that's sad. That's just disgusting. Disgusting. That that's is what it disgusting. is. That is disgusting. That's just we we can't have stuff like that going on around the world, man. It's not no nobody deserves to go through anything like that, especially not no six month old kid, man. Come on, man. Six month old. That's crazy. That is, that is sick, man. But it's been another good episode, man. You know, we get heavy into them conversations. Yeah, we do. Uh, we'll definitely be back on next week. Thank everybody for listening and tuning in. Please share, you know, feel free to listen on your, when you're off time. We'll be back next Monday. Uh, let's just stop the BS, man. Everybody enjoy their uh, their Easter weekend. 
Hope everybody has a good Easter Sunday. Enjoy it with the family. And uh, with that said, we out of here, man. Yeah. Well, we're going to report back on next Monday after Easter Sunday uh, to talk about yeah. all the festivities and good times we had as we, you know, family comes together, reminisce and all that kind of stuff there. So, like we say, it's a father and son uh, podcast where we talk about community events. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be back on, man. Appreciate y'all listening to the Provocation Real People Recom- Real Conversations. And we out of here, man. All right. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.